To all the exhausted village. I'm, that's what I'm going to call your fans, Kyle. The exhausted village. Shout out to the exhausted educator. <laughs> this is a Holding On To Learning LLC production. Woo! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You're going to love the exhausted educator <laughs> What is going on, Education Heroes? Congratulations. Happy holidays. You made it to winter break. Or you're just like a whisker away from it. Wow. This year has been incredibly easy, right? Oh, my goodness. When I look back in the summer, looking ahead to this year, I remember thinking, this year is going to be so much easier than last year. It can't be harder, right? Well, I was wrong. <laughs> Goodness, the 2021 just keeps building and manifesting challenge after challenge and things you would never think about. And wow, here's the good news. 2022 is on the horizon, people. And with it, maybe the dawning of a new era. Maybe more laughter. Maybe more celebrations, maybe more impact in your classroom or at your schools for the students. Let's hope. You know, maybe you're even kicking off your new year with a New Year's celebration. Maybe you're involved with the planning process. And if that's the case, like you're planning for a party in New Year's or whatever, please make sure you don't drop the ball. No more dad jokes! Well... 2022 is almost here, and thank goodness, let's be hopeful that 2022 brings all kinds of awesomeness, because we could all use it, that's for sure. This episode is going to be a solo episode. You get just me. My apologies to you. However, speaking of 2022, looking ahead, we've got some awesome guests already lined up. As a matter of fact, I've got a paraprofessional episode that I'm working on, Unfortunately, if you usually watch the episodes on YouTube, this is one that you probably won't be able to see on YouTube. We had some tech issues, and I'm piecing some things together with the pairs that I'm working with, but I wanted to put out a, a one specific episode that is all about you know supporting and hearing from the voice of a couple really amazing paraprofessionals. So I think you're going to like that. I've also worked on lining up some guests to help us with behavior in the classroom because we know that that is an issue right now across the country, worldwide probably, um, as far as you know, students just having a hard time transitioning in the classroom and understanding what their role is as a, as a student in the classroom. So all those things and so much more. And speaking of so much more, you know, I was talking with my wife about some of these crazy ideas I have for this year. You know... <laughs> I do. My brain sometimes thinks big, and I don't always think of like the little steps until I sit down afterwards and like chart it out. Sometimes I get like these things slashing around in my head, and it's like, "Ooh, what about this? We could do this." And then I was telling my wife about a couple ideas I had this morning, and she was like, "Oh," she gave me that look—the look, <laughs> the look that says. Are you sure you want to do that? Do you know the amount of time that that might take? Do you know right all the work that might be involved with that? And 
Thank goodness she's the voice of reason, and she kind of keeps me grounded sometimes when I need it. However, I'm bringing that up because I've got a couple things cooking for this year that I think are going to help. We want to make sure that we support you, and we're working on a variety of different things that we're hoping we're really going to help that we're going to launch later on this year. And I bring that up because if you, our previous episode, The Gift of Palooza, if you purchased anything through our affiliate links, we got a small commission. That's what the, the funds have gone to. And a couple of you, thank you, by the way, uh, a couple of you found the donation button to support our program in our show notes. I've never mentioned it. I've kind of hidden it at the bottom just in case, you know, in case my mom wants to donate. However, some of you found it. I don't know who you are because I can't figure that out on my end. All I see is the amount that's donated. We appreciate that. And we want to let you know it's going towards those projects. I was very fortunate. I just got back from a quick trip down to Disney. That is not what those funds went towards. It's going towards helping you and helping out everyone out in education land. That is what we're looking for here. It's not lining our pockets. It's trying to turn it around and help you out in some kind of way. So I want you to know we got some things cooking. I'm really excited about it, but it's going to be a little bit, but we'll get to that at some point in this year, and we're going to use those funds, and that will continue. So if you if you wanted to purchase anything off of our website, just look at the resources and Ed Gifts section of it, and you can use our affiliate links. Or if you wanted to donate and support the program, that's what the money is going to go towards. All right. So thank you. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for uh, listening. We're going to talk today about a variety of things. One of the things we'll talk about is, I can't believe over the course of when we started this back in June, you know, some of you who are still listening, it's great. And we're going to talk more about that. This episode is going to be a different kind of episode because it's a solo episode, but it's also going to have a a look into the future and a look into the past. I think you're going to like it. Hang tight while we cook this up. Here's the rundown. In this episode, we're going to start off with just a couple minutes talking about what you can do to help yourself recharge your education battery on your holiday break. I'm going to move into party time, which is not my greatest day. The day I almost tackled Santa Claus. Not great. That comes with disclaimer, by the way. If you've got real young kids, you might not want to listen to that section of the program while they're around. It has something to do with Santa Claus at the mall. And then we're going to finish up with a year in the making. I realized when we were putting this together, I've never really shared with you how this whole project came about. I'm going to dive back and talk about how all of that happened at the end of this episode. First, before we move on, I have one last thank you I want to get out. At some point in the previous Gift of Palooza episode, I told you about uh, a charity that my family and I were working on giving towards called Code, Code Purple, which is an organization that works with Uh, helping homeless families or disadvantaged families. And we put that out at Exhaust Educator on our Facebook page. Thank you. We have already met our goal. Amazing. Thank you so much for your kindness and your willing to give. Just amazing. Blown away. However, if you 
we can still collect up until I think it's Christmas Eve. So if you're still interested, you have just a day, maybe two, uh, to donate if you'd like to. Check it out and sift through our Facebook page at Exhaust Educator, and you can find the information there. Thanks again to those of you who donated. My family and I appreciate it, but really, Code Purple and the families that that will impact really appreciate you. Thank you. You have an opportunity over the next couple weeks to kick your feet up and relax because you deserve it. There has been challenges thrown your way left and right this year. Working in education land has not been easy and you deserve to relax and take a breather. Enjoy some time with your family. Enjoy some time with your friends. Do whatever it is that you feel like you need to to recharge your educational battery. For you, maybe that is just going through the holiday practice of you know, Christmas, leading into New Year's, whatever. But here's the other thing I wanted to bring up. The holidays can also come with stress too. Whether it's the shopping part or family from out of town comes in, you've got to constantly organize different events. There's a lot of stresses that go along with that too. I want to tell you, find some time for yourself. If the meaningful recharge your educational battery time is with your family, awesome. If it's you know slipping off to find time, maybe off to the side to read a book, awesome. If it's listening to some podcasts, awesome. Whatever it is that you need to do, try to find some time for yourself to breathe. And if it will help you, some people like to recharge their ed battery by maybe getting ahead. That might be you too. Maybe find some time over the course of the next couple weeks to look ahead at your lesson plans or to look ahead at some projects that you have cooking for yourself in the classrooms or in your schools. Whatever it is, maximize your time. Because, let's be honest, vacation comes, vacation goes. You don't want to be sitting there on January 3rd and thinking back, ugh, I had some opportunities and I didn't use it. Make sure you make the most of it. You deserve it. Party time! In this edition of Party Time, I'm going to tell you all about how I nearly tackled Santa in what was not my finest day. We can have a good laugh about it now as a family, but to be honest with you, it is something serious that ends up being kind of comical. But it's probably one of the toughest days in our family's history. It has to do with my son being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And the toll that that took on me emotionally throughout the course of one day. And eventually it almost ended with me tackling Santa Claus. Let me take you back. On about six years ago, on December... 21st. My wife and I, well, even prior to that date, my wife and I had noticed some changes in my son. He was always thirsty. And then we also noticed he was eating like a horse. And the night of the 21st of December, he came downstairs, happened to have his shirt off or something. And and I noticed he had a rib that I had not seen before. 
And I thought, that is not good. There's something up. He's eating like a horse, and he's losing weight. Put him on the scale. Sure enough, he'd lost two pounds since the previous week. We'd been monitoring it for a couple weeks, and I knew something was up. So the next morning, I went to our school nurse. And thank goodness, thank goodness for school nurses. Specifically, shout out to you, Mrs. Martin. Saved my kid's life. You see, we didn't know if he had type 1 diabetes. We'd wondered. But thankfully to Miss Martin, when I took him in to the school nurse, she was like, let me check for ketones. So she did her little thing, checked, and on the strip, it reads out, it was a very, very dark color purple, which is a very, very bad thing. It means that my son was headed into what's called ketoacidosis, which can be fatal if not taken care of. It means that his body was no longer producing insulin, which is type 1 diabetes. Now, she didn't go through all that. She just told me he needs to go to the doctor. And I said, well, maybe later, right? Like, we're going, I'm taking my family. This is like the greatest year, the greatest day of the year for me. I'm taking my family to the Ocean City Lights to sit on Santa's lap and tell them what they want for Christmas. And she's like, Kyle, he's got to go now. He can't wait. And she was right. So it was supposed to be on December 26th or December 22nd, a great day where we go to see the lights, tell Santa what they want for Christmas, get some pictures. Awesome every year. It's one of the things I really love about the holiday season. One of our greatest traditions we do every year. Matter of fact, we're going tomorrow night to do it. But this year in particular, I wasn't allowed because I had to take my kid to the doctor and eventually stay at the hospital with him for a few days. So what happened was this. I took my son to the doctor, thankfully to Mrs. Martin, who had nudged me that direction. And the doctor said, yeah, your son has type 1 diabetes. He needs to go to A.I. DuPont, which is Nemours Hospital in northern Delaware, which we are so very fortunate to have in Delaware, filled with amazing people, filled with amazing staff. It is incredible, and we can't thank them enough. However, before I went there, between my family doctor and Nemours, I told my wife, and she said, you know, he's not going to get the... He's going to be in the hospital for a few days. We'll be lucky if he's out for Christmas. He's not going to get to see Santa. I said, well, I'm going to take him to the mall. Santa's there at the mall. So we walked in. And I walked up to where Santa usually is. And I said, Santa. And he started to walk away. I said, Santa. Santa. Can, can we get a... Can my son get a picture with you? Can he tell you what he wants for Christmas? And Santa turned around and told me, he said, uh, my time is up. And uh, I said, sir, let me explain to you what's happening. You know, I've got to take my kid to the hospital where he's going to be treated for ketoacidosis. I've got a really small window. Can I squeeze this in? It's his only chance to see you. Please, Santa, please. Sorry. Sorry, man. Can't do it i got to keep to a schedule. Can I just get a cell picture with you? Just, just, you know, nope, nope, can't do it. It, it. I'm contracted, and it has to be a picture taken by somebody 
At that point, dad was about to break into, you're going to do this for us, Santa, because my kid wants it. I pleaded with the guy. For one brief second, I thought, he has no idea what my son is going through today. And I'm about to tackle this guy. I'm about to bring him down in the mall. And I am not a violent person. But you know, sometimes you hit those points in your life where just the stress is too much and you don't really know how to react. That was it. That, that was it for me. I was about to tackle Santa. Luckily, my son grabbed my arm and said, it's okay, dad. It's okay. Put me to tears, to be honest with you. It really did. As Santa walked away. And my son didn't get to sit in Santa's lap that day. However, the good news is I did not tackle Santa in the mall. (laughs) Also, some good news. You know, we then left there and went to a hospital filled with amazing people who helped my son, my wife, and I figure out what our our new normal was going to be. And I've said this to many, many people, and it sounds odd to say, but my son is my hero. He's 14 years old now. He is my hero. And the reason? He accepted it all. It's a life-changing thing. He had to get injections of insulin. Sometimes 12, 15 times a day. Had to stick his finger and read blood sugar on a meter. Constantly. And we had to spend three days in the hospital so that they could get, number one, they could get his insulin Uh, figure out his insulin levels, but also bring his blood sugar down so he wouldn't go into ketoacidosis and have all kinds of problems, and also teach my wife and I how to help him take care of himself. We have come so far in those six years, and in some cases, we've tried to help other families go through this process too. But when I look back, I think about that kid who was upset, but understood Santa walking away. It broke my heart. I nearly made some horrible decisions. It probably would have cost me my job. (laughs) Uh, But in the end, that filter in my head clicked on, like, don't make a bad situation worse, man. And I didn't tackle Santa, thankfully. Santa had a job to do, I get it. But I was really, I was strung out. I was strung out. And when you're strung out, sometimes you make crazy decisions, which brings me to your classroom. So what does this all have to do with your class? Not a lot, except this. Under the stress that you've been under this year, while it's tough, it's tough, and you make some decisions, maybe that you should. Maybe you get upset with a kid, or maybe you're overly frustrated about something that's probably not that big of a deal, but it's because it's the effect of stress on your brain. You don't think clearly. It's understandable. Just make sure that that filter clicks on before you do anything that's not appropriate like tackling Santa. In the end, as odd as it seems to say, uh, to say this, my son has type 1 diabetes, and he couldn't have type 1 diabetes at a better time because now he has devices that help him and help us monitor him and make him function in life so much easier. But it's a process. And that process almost <laughs> could have taken one of the most horrific days that we've had in our family's history and turned it into something that would have been humiliating and even worse for our family. Thankfully, that did not happen.
One year ago, one year ago this week, is when the idea for this show was born. You see, I realized putting this together, this episode, I haven't really kind of dove in and told you the back backdrop story of how all of this happened. So I'm going to tell you now. You know, we went into the pandemic. All of us went into remote learning. And educators across the country and worldwide were put up on pedestals and, you know, just cheered for and called the heroes that you all deserve to be called. And then a few months later, those cheers turned into boos in that almost like it was your fault that we couldn't get kids back in school the next fall or that remote learning was going to continue or that hybrid instruction was going to start. And the craziness that all of that happened. And all the, all of a sudden, all the people in charge of education, whether it be teachers or paras or, you know, administrators or people working uh, in, direct, in director positions or superintendents making really important decisions, all of a sudden, it was like you had darts thrown at you. And from my position, I'd sit back and watch all of these people in education working their tails off. And it ate at me like nobody's business. And I'm not usually the kind of person to just sit back and say, well, that stinks, and complain about it. I usually prefer, if there's a problem, maybe there's something I can do to help. Now, fast forward. Last year, right before Christmas, I was taking my son to one of his many doctor's appointments. As I told you before, kid with type 1 diabetes, we go to the doctor fairly often. This was a regular checkup. And I was having a discussion with him, him being an 8th grader, getting ready to go into ninth grade. In ninth grade, you start to, well, before ninth grade, you start to make decisions on pathways and things you're interested in, specific elective courses you want to take. And so I was having discussions with my son about, you know, what are you interested in, like down the line? And he was telling me some ideas, and I said, you know, yeah, life's not all about making money, right? Like, in the end, you want something that's going to make an impact on people, a positive impact on people. And just as those words were coming out of my mouth, those two, those two ideas of what can I do to help these educators who deserve to be praised— and make an impact, the light bulb went on in my head. Well, I don't know if I can make a huge impact outside of my school district, but i got to try something. I've got to try. It was eating me up, knowing there were people beyond, you know, beyond my, the, the school walls or the school district walls where I work. There were people who I know who were being blasted. And I had to do something. So, kicking the ideas around with some of my close friends, came up with the idea of the Exhausted Educator Show because many of us were exhausted. Many of you have been exhausted. And you don't know this, but originally this show was going to be also uh, a dual host, meaning I had a co-host. And I'm not going to share that who that is with you until that person says, hey, it's okay to share it. 
but we actually practiced the idea of you know what was going to happen in this show and because of you know things happen in life I had to call an audible and you're thinking to yourself probably hold on a second pump the brakes this show started in june this last june and you're telling us the idea started in december well i go back to the beginning of this show when i told you about my crazy brain having big ideas some of those big ideas were hmm i don't really know how to podcast I didn't know a thing about it other than I loved podcasts. I love sports podcasts. I'd actually listened to podcasts before most people had listened to even knew what a podcast was. It was because I loved soccer. And the only way I could get my information, soccer wasn't showing up on like talk radio, right? So I would listen to a few podcasters. There weren't many out there in American soccer world, but there were some. And that's how I would get my fix. And then I moved into other sports. And then I also moved into education podcasts. But I didn't know how to do it. So I had to take some time to figure it out. And the other thing I also learned in that process was that I wanted to have my face out there. As crazy as my mug may look, you know, not too many people want to sit there and look at a short, bald dude on the screen. I also felt like, you know what, I want to put myself out there you're putting yourself out there in the classroom. I'm going to put myself out there on YouTube. You can at least take a look at me and see the craziness that is Kyle Hill. So I had to learn all of that. In the meantime, I also had to learn how I'm going to get devices that will allow me to record the audio, record the video, rip it off, and then send it out into all the audio um, forms and the different places that we have it. I took six months to learn. I was hoping for starting in like April or May and realized I needed more time. That is how we got to this point. And then we launched in June. I'm not telling you the Exhausted Educator Show is making a huge impact on recharging your educational battery. I don't know if it is making an enormous impact, but I will tell you this. Some of your feedback means the world to me, knowing that we've been able to... to help out in some way, it makes my heart feel better. So we're going to keep on keeping on. We appreciate all that you do. And thanks for listening to this, taking you back. And now you know how the Exhausted Educator show started, at least as an idea, thanks to talking to my son about his career path. I needed to make an impact outside of the walls, just as I was telling him, whatever you choose in life, you want to make an impact. Happy holidays, everybody. I hope you enjoy your time off. You deserve it. Recoup, recharge that educational battery, and spend some time with the family and f- your family and friends. Enjoy yourself. Have a cup of cheer to bring in the new year. Maybe set some goals for yourself. Look ahead a little bit. Where do you want to be at the end of this school year? Personally, professionally, and everything in between. I appreciate all that you do. And whether they let you know it or not, I'm sure your students do as well. They are lucky to have you in their lives. Thanks again for all you do out there in education land. We appreciate you. As always, take care of yourself, especially over the holiday break, so you can take care of them. 
Happy holidays, everybody. See you again soon. We'll see you in 2022. Party time. It's like sirens are going off in my head. We're going to try to just not be horrible. I'm watching you, exhausting agitators. Always watching. Last Christmas. Christmas. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode. We would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his music in our intro, outro, and also the music used in our interviews. You can find his information in the show notes below.